This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host, Cassandra Lauren Gordon. This podcast will help to inspire, motivate, and give that blueprint, the manual for success for people in the creative businesses, for people from the African and Black diaspora to help us just move along, get that bag, and no more starving artist syndrome. No, out the door. Co-work with us. Be with us and be successful and get the gems. You might have heard in the podcast, or you're going to hear it soon, that this was called the Creative For You podcast. Don't worry about that. It's Creative For You. Let's be successful and be positive. This is the Creative For You podcast, and you're here with Cassandra Lauren Gordon, and I'm here with a lovely Neo Music, and this is the first on the podcast where we're not having just one guest, we have one, two, three, four, four, there's five of us, right, quintuplets up in this place, right, so um, I just want to try to get everyone to be very inclusive to say something and introduce themselves. So the first person I see on the screen is Penny. So do you want to introduce yourself and say something about yourself? Hi, my name is Penny um, and I love R&B music and I have been managing for a few years. Thank you. Next person on my screen I see is Essence. Hi, I'm Essence and I've just been... Just a love of R&B and being working in the music industry myself for a couple of years as well. Next person I see is Helena. Hi, my name is Helena. Um, same as the girls, I love R&B and I also currently manage an upcoming artist. And last but not least, I see Maria. Hi, my name is Maria. And again, like the other girls, I'm just a music lover. Like I just love R&B. I wish I could say the same as them, like I've worked in the music industry and stuff, but I'm not quite where they are just yet. Um, but yeah. Okay, so we have some R&B loves in the house, so this is great. So, I mean, I'm in good company. I think before I started, we started recording, I was saying how much I love R&B. Um, my go- that is my go-to music, and I love 90s R&B to death but there's only so much. I think I've listened to every R&B mainstream song and, you know, so I'm looking for new alternatives and all I could find is drill or a bit of grime or the Americans, you know, and I'm sure there's so much homegrown talent here. So who wants to start to say, how did this all get founded? How did a Neo Music was born out of the quarantine and created this great hub of creativity and championed homegrown UK R&B artists. Who's that? This is like Penny's baby. <laughs> okay, Penny, this is your baby. Your birthday. Here, here, here we are. Yeah. So initially, it was just like um, an idea for my dissertation, and then um, I knew Maria for like I've known Maria for a long time, and she I told her the idea and she was like yeah let's do this and then we told Essence the idea because Maria and Essence knew each other so then Essence was like oh my god this is amazing let's get this done and it just kept piggybacking and then we met Helena and then it was like oh my god this is so crazy let's do this and then yeah we just grew into these this you know four girls doing this okay it's just it's just just sound like you just it's just like a random thing but for what you created so far in the last year it is a lot and you know you know, filling this 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 gap, this this need. But could you explain more why? Apart from like it's your baby and you like RB music, could you tell us why you felt, you know, the urge to do this well? Um, mainly because I was managing before and I felt that there was a gap in the market in terms of promoting these R&B neo-soul artists. So I was finding that a lot of um R&B artists would go to like pages like GRM and Link Up TV to go and promote their music and their audience isn't there. So they would always get negative comments and things like that, but it's because their audience isn't there. So it just came from that really, like just having managing artists and not having somewhere to actually promote them. So I just thought might as well do this because I love R&B and know so much about R&B and also there's a gap. Okay, so I just want to be for the listeners, right? Anyone can answer this. What's the difference? Because R&B has changed. So when I was listening to my, I know what R&B, soul, um, soul and R&B 
means to me, 90s, right? But with this genre that keeps on changing, what's the difference between neo-soul and R&B? Or is it the same thing? Or I, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. Um, personally, I feel kind of like the R&B world is very very similar, but not the same as kind of like the hip-hop world. The way that hip-hop world have mumble rap, they have different characters, but it all categories, but it all falls under one. So I think neo-music, neo-music and soulful music and jazz music and R&B is all completely different genres, but they all fall under the same bracket. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my answer to it. I just think it's very similar to like the hip hop world where they have mumble rappers, they have the actual J. Cole type of rappers, storyteller type of rappers. It's different subgenres that make up one whole genre, mm. to be honest. Everyone's nodding in unison. So it's like <laughs> a me- melodic sound when people are really singing. That's what it sounds like, but in a very soulful way. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Okay. So. As I'm getting to the novice of more of the UK um, R&B scene or, you know, or alternative R&B, what, what, does, what does even alternative R&B mean? Because it, 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 I, I look on Spotify, I look on YouTube and it comes up with so much random things. I don't know where, where I'm going these, these days. You know what? I feel like with certain artists, it can, I don't like boxing artists in because like, you know, just from a manager's perspective and even from a listener, like I have artists that I love who make one day it's a poppy tune and then one day it's an alternative song and then one day it's super jazzy. So I don't like to label as of, I don't like labeling the artist. So that's kind of my thing and my outlook on it of in terms of an artist could wake up today and be feeling in like a certain mood to make a certain song and they will create that song. And then that song is alternative R&B. I think mm. it just depends on what your definition of alternative R&B as well. Like mm-hmm. my vers- version of alternative R&B would be, I don't know how to say her last name and she's actually from Zimbabwe. So that's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> like Rachel Chin, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's very alternative R&B. Like I love her sound, but it's it's different. It's got like a a dark I don't know how to explain it but I feel like to me that's alternative but someone else they might think that's completely different so I just think it it depends on who the listener is and what they they say um what genre they think the artist is to be honest okay is anyone else wants to chime in I said Maria you was going to say something but you know essence has taken the words right out of my mouth literally it's mm-hmm. it's about you as a listener what what do you deem alternative what do you deem you know jazz what do you deem x y and z and so you know i i don't feel like we can just box an artist and say this is alternative r&b because literally as essence said you could wake up and say actually i want to do some pop today you know or i want to do i want to sing like a soulful r&b artist so it is that umbrella of having so many different sounds and it all falls under the same thing and it's taking everything yeah i think even like with hip-hop people take People take, I don't know, I keep comparing it to that, but I'm like, people take influences from a lot of things. Like I grew up on like Lauren Hill and my mum grew up on like Erica Badu and, and like that's completely different sounds, but it, you can hear sometimes in certain artists' music that you know, oh my God, in their house, they listen to me and music. Ah, it was yeah. time to clean or that person, like you kind of know <laughs> the vibe of what they're creating. Yeah, it just seems like a big melting pot because when I'm hearing Near a Soul, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Maxwell, the Eric Benet, <laughs> I'm here with India RE and then I'm going mm-hmm. towards like Jill Scott. And then after Jill Scott, oh. probably a little bit of yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know after that. Um, but that's just, they're American artists. You see how American culture just dominates. dominates. I'm trying to think about um, an arm like UK R&B um, artists, you know. I really try to look, look online. Um, I, oh, so, okay, so you thought about this. How does neo music work? Like, how do artists can can be seen and appreciated for the art um, artistry? Wants to go. Anyone? <laughs> Everyone's fighting now. <laughs> no one's <laughs> fighting to talk. Um, okay, I, I don't mind going ahead. Um, so most artists can reach out to us. Most people do reach out to us. Most of the time, we spend our time listening to people's music. Like not just the bigger names, the smaller names, and we're sending it to each other in our group chat. Um, yeah, we're just always listening to new music, looking for new music constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's just our thing. Okay, so 
you create Instagram, you create your website, you create lovely spot Spotify playlists, um, which is just chilled <laughs> and people can vibe to it. What do you think it's next then for your for for your platform? Because we see what Grime Daily and is it SBTV does and Link Up TV and I don't know if you're old enough. I'm a bit older than you, but like Channel U back in the day and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. So, what is what, where do you see is the next thing for your collective? So we recently started a new series on um, YouTube called Neo Acoustics, where we have like these up and coming R&B, neo soul, alternative artists come to the platform and perform um, a song, a cover song and their own song. Um, and then we stream it onto all like DSPs. And we also have a video to accompany it that gets released um, every two weeks. And um, from there, I don't know. <laughs> don't forget about the EP and the EP so also we started releasing singles from our EP and we did the first song uh, I think it was last month or the month before that with Kadeem Terrell and Samadina and um, slowly by slowly we're going to start releasing the other singles as well Um, we want to obviously leave the names as a surprise because (laughs) (laughs) we're quite excited about that and we're going to just release some music videos and some remixes um, hopefully we'll start doing live events and just, you know, just really becoming a community and, a, you know, an entire body for this genre. Mm-hmm. I literally feel like this idea, like, was birthed in... We literally have, like, a group chat and Penny, Maria, Helena will just send, like, crazy ideas. And we're kind of like, OK, how do we execute this? So it's, I don't think we have... Not that we don't have a vision, we know exactly what we want for the platform, but we feel like... We can do it. Like if we did this in the quarantine, like there's so much, there's so much things we can do. So we want to do events. We want to do YouTube series Mm -hmm. where we bring artists on. Like there's so many ideas that we can do and create literally, like Penny said, a community for everyone, every R&B artist, every alternative artist to come and have a home. I feel like that's literally what it was, creating a home. But we are. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And not to forget as well, we have, um, oh, sorry. Um, not to forget, we have um, an artist who also premiered their music video with us on, yeah. on our YouTube channel as well. And again, that, you know, racked up with quite a bit of views. So, yeah, it's just kind of just finding upcoming artists and really promoting them and, yeah, showing that UK has, you know, lit artists. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of this UK. <laughs> there is. Honestly, like, and it's, it's, it's a shame because all the other genres are kind of overshadowing them a lot. So that's why we're here, because we want to just propel them all forward and show everyone. You see how you was naming, like, the UK, the US artists and saying, like, there's the list goes on. You can't really say this. Like, we can say for the UK. Georgia we, Smith, Fishy Alton, and Elrum, LNA. That's the only two people I know. It doesn't come as easy as it did for you to say. And we want it to be a thing where it's like, Okay. You can just name, name. You can just yeah. name a list. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring this scene out and just, we are as good as the Americans. It's not everything is over at America. Do you know what I mean? We do have that here. So it's just about honestly building a community and just just letting people hear the talent. Like, because there's so many talented artists in this UK. And, you know, even in Europe as well, they don't even get the shine that they deserve as well. We're trying to get, it over to Europe as well so we're not just boxed in and saying okay we're just in the UK that's it we're trying to bring Europe over I know yeah. Brexit but we ain't Brexit in we didn't Brexit <laughs> with them so we're trying to bring them in as well and just show everyone that there's there's talent other than you know being over in America so not like trying to compare to our oranges and apples or oranges I can't remember the saying but is it like you're like the R&B I'm sorry but that's only I can think about it, like the R&B kind of Afropunk, like how they try to create a community, you know, you know, Afropunk, they try to create a community with music, events, festivals. Is that's where you're going to see yourself with R&B? Okay, great. I'm just trying to put, not trying to say that you're trying to be like Afropunk, but I'm just trying to think of... It was so crazy. I would have never even thought about that, but we love Afropunk. And that's, I think that's even more of a perfect description of exactly what we want. Like we Mm. want a big festival one day where if you even see the Afropunk artists, it's alternative throughout so even the hip-hop artists they have are very alternative so we just yeah yeah I would say that why like that is a really good yeah, of the yeah. of so it's interesting that you're all female um you know collective doing this and I was like 
is R&B for the females? You know what I mean? Is no. It? Yeah, please tell me, tell me why. The men love it too. They just, do you know what it is? They just need to be pointed in the right direction because they're so used to, you know, the drill, the rap, the grime. That's what they, they know. They just need to be, like I have brothers and there's a lot of artists that I've listened to that if it wasn't for me, my brothers will have no idea who they are because of my love for R&B music. They just need to be given that, pushed in that direction if you're being shown something and you're being more exposed to it then you're more likely to listen and to follow it up and to you know what I mean to to follow what's going on so I feel like you know it's not only for the ladies the men love a slur song and a like an alternative <laughs> as well interested <laughs> so do that I'm just I'm just playing with you all. do do they have to be <laughs> like the Jodeci do they have to look quite I don't like using these words straight on they have to look in a certain way no. have a certain image to get the girls and get the guys to accept them do you, do you understand because that was the bridge back in the 90s yeah. R&B to, and to get guys to appreciate yeah do they have to be a bit of drill or be a bit of a, like a drake to get to you know to oh I don't you know, know. So, I don't mm. know like, I think the UK R&B guys especially they're more like they're just so like cool. everyday guys. They're just cool. They're just like yeah. very relatable. Like you don't yeah. feel like, oh yeah, this is superstar or someone. Or like super like, corny or super yeah. too lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it's a little hood. <laughs> I can relate to this person, and that's what I feel like. You know, that's what R and B in the UK about. is about. Mm-hmm. So is all R and B all about love songs and cheating? Is there any happy R and B no. songs? There's a lot yes. of happy R&B songs. There's a there's a lot we have. Okay. Anyway, that's how we make our playlists for. Yeah, whatever. we have our playlists. Yeah. If you want to mood, you're okay. in. Playlists for that when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're going through it, it's a vibe. When you're getting ready to go out, like there's there's no there's limit R&B. Yeah. There's there's a mood that, like there's a song for every single mood. Trust me. Like, okay, the, understood. Because I always think like. I think when I was little, I thought R&B was happy music. Well, a lot of the mainstream artists oh, not yeah. oh, happy music. When I listen to the lyrics, I was like, Adam, like, like, no, actually, it's not happy. It's not happy. They're crying. <laughs> I know. And in the, in the rain, and you just have thought that's what love is going to be like, and it's not, it's all dry. So I'm just, I'm just trying to think like, okay, what, I mean, what is the essence of R&B in 2021? Oops, I've just, you can see my laptop. But what is the essence of R and B in twenty twenty one, like like what is it? Because I feel like being a novice, I'm trying to fix this at the same time. Being a novice of rediscovering UK R and B or homegrown R and B or alternative R and B, I'm seeing the same type of females. Everyone's doing the same kind of riffs, and then I just what 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 I'm trying to say to you is like, is there like a little starter kit? <laughs> for R like like for our R and B artists in twenty twenty one for them to be successful. Mm. You know what my thing is. I just we and I think this is for everyone. We just love good music. I feel like mm-hmm. I listen to anything as long as it's good music. I can mm-hmm. champion it and I can you know scream about it. So all I'm looking for because sometimes someone can have an amazing voice but the music is just not hitting, or someone could be an amazing songwriter. But they, they, I, there's a lot of different aspects that just meet something. So I just, I think it just depends. But as long as you're making good music, mm. like neo music, are there to champion whatever. As yeah. long as it's, it's, it's good music. <laughs> I think good music and being and that be a bit different, having your own like thing that uh-huh. makes people want to listen to you. You know, I don't think it's like a starter kit, but just yeah, just having that. You know, just just sort sort in your what, having that yeah. little something that's different. Exactly. But there might be some people like, not me, because I can't really sing, but there could be like, yeah, but I want to be successful and I'm so out there, but I'm not commercial. Who's going to listen to things, you know? So how does a person like, they want to get the views and they want to get some money or probably a record deal or whatever, but they're too out there, you know? Finding your, you know, your fan base, knowing who your audience is. You can be out there, but you need to know who listens listen to music what type of people listen to music do you fit the aesthetic you know I think um yeah I'm, I'm so glad you talk about aesthetics and fashion because I don't know if I told you before but I'm a jeweler so I make jewelry for a living right and um and I'm going through this process of like re rebranding right so I'll just tell you this quickly so 
I'm like, I want to be like, you know, obviously I'm black, proud to be black, la 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 la, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But 99% of people who buy from me are not black, which is fine. I'll take the money and I embrace everyone who wants fund me and my lifestyle. And mm. I love you guys and they've been so, so supportive. So I'm just trying to think about, I want to be more inclusive. Like how do I get lovely black alternative creative, like the people who go to Afropunk to buy my jewelry, right? So I have to think, oh, Cassandra, I, the way how I package my jewelry or how I communicate on Instagram is probably not to that market. Mm. So I'm really thinking about like, because um, just to give you more background, before last year, I would hide my heritage because I thought, oh, if I said my name, because my, my name sounds quite white, Cassandra Lauren Gordon, people, unless people see me, you know, they'll see I'm a black woman. I used to hide it and I because people say, oh, people don't understand and you might not get much sales and all this stupidness, right? But now I'm just like, F it, I'm wearing my braids, I don't care, <laughs> black, 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 black. So, it's in, so how does, what I'm trying to say to you, how does one make sure that they're aesthetic and they communicate to the target audience? Because I find that quite, quite, quite tricky what you know I feel like with music it should be marketable or relatable right in some in some sense if an artist got a superb voice but they're not connecting visually what can they do I'm gonna because I I work in the music industry myself and I'm quite I would say I'm still early on but as I'm still early on I'm listening and like watching what other people do and different things what I do personally I don't just look at R&B artists when I'm looking at things I like to look at what the pop artists are doing what the indie artists are doing and one thing I've learned is that especially if you want as an artist you want to take your music career seriously you've got to put time and money into your craft like the same way you want to get better if you want to learn how to play tennis tomorrow and you don't know how to play tennis what are you going to do you're going to go pay to go get (laughs) <laughs> tennis lessons and the only way you're going to get better if you continue going I said better I said better <laughs> the only way you're going to get better is by continuing going and data is another massive thing I think like looking at your audiences you have to know like I see people that will like for example go to like a GRM and put an R&B video on there 99% of the time your audience are not on okay. GRM so you if you're it's just yeah I feel sometimes I, I kind of get annoyed because I'm kind of like to me it seems like common sense where to think okay I want to obviously get 100 views on GRM but not all those 100 views are going to go on your Spotify and be and be an engaged fan so you now have to think of a plan and and invest in yourself and not just think of the easy way out and I also believe in like time a lot of people want quick results sometimes you've got to do 10 years of working something or five years of working something and then you get those results but at the same time as a black person I feel like there is a lot of other talent that's not as great that don't spend 10 years doing it and they also get results so it's kind of it's it's a it's a weird <laughs> yeah but I think data and just knowing and knowing to invest in yourself because there's loads of talented artists that don't have great PR don't have a great management team don't even know what digital marketing is don't even know that okay, when you're doing this or ingesting a song, this has to happen. And I feel like artists have to be as heavily involved as their managers sometimes because it's great to be like, I have a manager and you have no idea what they're doing to get the results that you that you want to get and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. I just would like you to expand on that because as a novice, you know, um, obviously social media takes some of the smokes and mirrors away. And some artists would be like, I just want to create, like when I first did my jewelry business, I'd be like, I just want to create, on. I just want to make stuff. I thought, oh, I'm just going to be on my little jewelry bench. I'll go through a few markets and I'm just going to sell. And that's it. And 99% of my time is marketing. And I'm just like, bro, like I thought I was going to be a maker, but now it's turned (laughs) to business owner. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, how did that happen? I didn't think that when I was going to jewelry school, I'd be literally learning how to digital market. So what I'm trying to say is like, when you say invest in yourself to be a successful artist, do, do you mean you have to be multi, know everything about the business? I'm talking about marketing because obviously, the, you know, artists have to eat, right? I'm not saying to sell their soul, but they have to eat. So can you ex- expand on that for the artists who don't waste 10 years of their life like me, who think they just can just make and, and it's going to magically sell and you're going to magically going to be su- successful? Um, personally, I, this is how I look at it. Cause even myself, when I was, when I first started and I realized I wanted to be in the music industry, I used to be on Twitter all day and I'd be like, this person's getting the job that I want to get. And I'm thinking I could do that. Why am I not getting, I was sitting at home. I wasn't applying myself. And I was thinking, well, 
how, why am I not getting that job? Because I, I know I can do it, but I wasn't actively going to network events or going to message this person on LinkedIn or doing, it's little, literally little things. And if you do little things, you're a brand at the end of the day, whether you're an artist, Cassandra, the jeweler, you are a brand. So you have to carry yourself that way. And I also feel like once you look at yourself as a brand and you say to yourself, okay, this is a business, I want these results and you set targets, and etc. You you will see your efforts will not go to waste. Like I I'm 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 a testament of my own efforts. I'm pretty sure with your marketing stuff and your jewelry stuff. Once you saw yourself applying and actually looking at certain things, you've seen the results. You might you know your subscribers might. Same with Neo Music. We we didn't realize we we're gonna get like one thousand. <laughs> exactly, and all the hard work that we've put into it has shown that. We have put in this is another thing you actually have to put in the work like we are constantly creating content like there's times where we're we're so like tired because we have so much things doing and you know not not this is not just what we're focusing on we also have like right. other lives mm. we work nine to five mm-hmm. so you mm. know you have to really apply yourself you have to want mm. it you have to want mm. it for yourself um, the same way essence was saying about managers and having a manager is all good and dandy but you need to want it more than anybody else if you really want something you will go and get it so trying to become this or become that or do this and do that you're not going to do it if you don't put the work in so you could be you could start off and have one follower listen do you know when you're applying yourself and putting out the things that you need to do everything just keeps coming to you engagement you just keep getting engagement you just got to keep applying yourself putting out your content putting out your music whatever you do whether it's jewelry clothing music you always have to give it a hundred you can't be half-hearted if you're half-hearted you cannot complain about not seeing results and it's about strategy as well I would say a lot of people Mm -hmm. I I always say vibes that people just want to do up vibes vibes I don't don't understand that can you explain vibes because I think I'm just going with it just no plan just vibes no plans just vibes like I don't know how to explain that. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay, that sounds like my life, but I'm changing it now. No, but at the same time, everyone in this life is winging it. I promise We're you, it. everyone is winging it. But at the same time, there's some sort of structure and strategy. It needs to be strategic. Yeah, it needs to yeah, be strategic. Yeah, you need to be winging yeah. it. But you need to have something up here that yeah. you know. Yeah. You, want, you need to have goals. You need to know that this is what I want to achieve. This is where I want to go. This is where I see myself in one year, two years, three years, whatever the case might be. But you know, some people get lucky and they might just say, okay, I'm just going to roll out of bed and I'm going to do this and then it hits. But, you know, more time. Yeah, it, it yeah does that's work. a small percentage of people. And yeah. everyone thinks that. Yeah. Everyone thinks all the like UK artists think they're going to wake up tomorrow, go to America and all the are going to be waiting at the airport yeah. to sign all of them. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Like <laughs> Put in the work and it will come to you, honestly. You've got to put in the work. And I feel like with UK R&B artists, like that umbrella of artists, a lot of them, we've noticed now like they're putting in the work you know they're trying to get what they want and they're you know they're grabbing it with two hands but but so so me so me as a Mm non-musician how does the work so I'm hearing you got your content your image so let's Mm -hmm. let let's break it down because there's so much components of being an artist right Mm -hmm. so okay so you do the lovely you make sure your work is good meaning production your vocals that's tight that's one bit your image Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're a girl or woman, right, or whoever, whatever gender, I don't know this today, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I have some womanhood. Um, do you have to, to, to be marketable? Do you have to dress in a certain way? Because when I'm looking at R&B artists, they look, they dress in a certain so. way. No. I don't think so. I feel like you need to, you have to be you. The best person would be your most authentic self if you are faking it and trying to be like somebody else then we can see through that we can see the that audience sees it. like they honestly yeah. they see yeah. it yeah. be you be true to yourself and it honestly it honestly will shine in your art like it will shine in your work your music you know it doesn't have to sound like this person if it's good it is good it, it honestly does not matter it doesn't need to sound like this other person or this other person if you are you what is better than being your true self? Okay. okay. I, I feel like I feel like with artists as well, some of them try to imitate other artists that they mm-hmm. look up to. Mm-hmm. And then there's no connect with the fan base because mm-hmm. your your fan base love your music, but 
what you're giving them visually, content and stuff, it doesn't even make sense to what you're giving them musically. Like I've managed artists like that before and you would try to tell the artists like, no, just, just be you. Like you is enough, but they don't understand that. And I feel like when an artist doesn't understand that and there is no like space for growth and they won't be able to move forward because they're not giving themselves to their fans. They're just given what they think they fan, their fans were. Given someone else. Because yeah. I like someone else. And I feel like being relatable as well. Like, I feel like like the Brent Fiazes and stuff, like they make super related content for like the guys as well. That they get, men are toxic, <laughs> by toxic. the way. Like men are very toxic. toxic. Yeah, and toxic. I think that's just another thing of just being relatable. Yeah, um, just be you, be you. Yeah. Brent will sing in the most beautiful voice, but he is, his lyrics are toxic as hell. Toxic. So, I mean, we know that you're a toxic guy. So, but you don't have to cover that because you want to appeal to this person. Listen, we all love you. We know you're toxic, but we still listen to your music. Do you get what I mean? Just and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I feel like a lot of artists don't allow themselves to be vulnerable. And I feel like when if you look at different artists, like for example, we just said a brand or like a Scribs or like a Jack James or like a Bella, they're super vulnerable on their songs and it, and it makes me think, oh my God, I'm not the only crazy person that, you know, that's <laughs> thinking like that or, yeah, so it's about being relatable. Um, Defo, that's definitely another thing I would say. Okay. So we've got the vulnerability, being authenticity. I'm trying to get like a good like guide for everybody yeah. to like, if they want to good their music, you got to get your image. Okay, let's talk about image because I'm still on that image thing because just as a jeweler, like I could put the best jewelry up. If I don't shoot in a certain way or I don't talk about it, I'm not going to get press or I'm not going to do anything. So I love my music. This is the, it's good music. I know it's good. How do I make sure, what do I need to think about my image to make that audience or the fan base connect? What do I need to do? Um, I don't think, I think image for me personally is not like so... Yeah, I feel like, people, like it used to be. In the back of the day, I yes. think it was super yeah, important. No, right now I feel like everyone is kind of just okay with people just being themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. So however you are, just kind of elevate that. Like, so if you're a tracksuit girl, you know, constantly wear the tracksuits, do the hoodie thing. You know, if you like doing the dressing up with the heels, constantly do that, yeah. have your weaves up. Like you can kind of just be whatever and people would accept that as long as you're being you. You don't mm-hmm. have to be this polished kind of, you know, mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. standard. I don't think, and I, th- I, I and I congratulate the artists that are co- coming out now because they are breaking that. They're breaking the mm-hmm. standards, the industry standards. And they're just saying, listen, hey, this is me. This yeah. is what I'm going to be. And it's either you take it or you don't. Like, no one is really conforming to, oh, you have to be a size six and you have to have a blonde wig or a blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was thinking like, <laughs> you know, when I see the, the Nicki Minaj and then I see the Stefan <laughs> Don and then I see all those, you know, the old one look, I was like, do I have to have a wig to be successful? No, no. no. Like, do you know who I think is a really good example? Like, Sorry, artists like Celeste and Arlo Parks, they're, yeah. they're like completely different and not industry standard whatsoever, but they're killing it in their respective fields. Like, you, I don't think there's a standard anymore, and it's so great to see. Mm-hmm. I was literally about to say your point. I was like, Arlo Parks for sure, and like Billie oh, Eilish. Like she literally <laughs> just came and said, "This is me with the green hair." And, and then the other day, she posted a picture of her with blonde, like blonde hair. She looks super. So it's like it's like watching her grow. We've watched her grow, and she literally came in and said, "This is who I am. I like green. I like to wear like this. I like to dress like this." And it's actually weird because the reason why she um she said she dresses the way she did is because. She said something about she's got quite she's got quite a figure and she always felt like people always mentioned it to her. So maybe she actually thought about image way before it. I think so. It depends on the type of person you are. Like it's the same way as like I'm a quite bigger girl. So there's certain things that I can't wear because it's I know I think about it sometimes. I'm like, oh, I can't wear that because because I got bigger boobs or I got bigger this, it might look this way because it's just the same thing. So I feel like with image, it's not the forefront, but depending on what kind of artist you are, you might already know what your journey is or you think okay I'm more curvy I don't want that to be the focus on me so I don't so you it just depends on the artist really I I would say I agree okay cool all right we've got that down what about promotion I want to get I want to be heard oh, so I've got everything right I want to this be heard and I want my views I want my <laughs> vanity metrics I want to get my dough all that <laughs> kind of stuff easy peasy how what is the next step uh, promotion is, is quite hard. I mean, you just have to make sure you are 
in contact with the right people, emailing the right people constantly. Um, Obviously, PR is not free and it's not cheap, but there are other ways around it, like just building up your own contacts, being on social media, finding out who's doing what, who's writing for where, or things like that. And obviously, like things like the shade bar and stuff cost money. But if you're able to... Sorry, I missed that. The what? So things like Shade Borough, like promoting on Shade Borough and things like that. What's that? Sorry, I'm totally not. What's that? <laughs> so it's like a page, on, um, a page on Instagram and like it's like for gossip and like music related stuff. But if you like find ways to do other things for free, then you can put money into other areas. So you just have to be strategic about all, of, mm. all those kind of things. One thing I will say, even what I've also noticed with neo music, especially a lot of artists, as much as we come to a lot of artists, a lot of artists have been waiting for a platform like this because we get people, we get artists messaging us and then looping us in with their management to be like, mm. I found this sick website and they chat. So it's like, we include up. Um, another thing would be like radio. A lot of artists are like, oh, no one plays my... DJs are not going to know you've released the music unless they, unless you've sent them a press release with your with your clean edit and et cetera into the inbox. Like when DJs don't sit their way in, to like or like searching for artists. Mm, yeah. As much as they are people that are paid to do that, like the ARs to find new up and coming talent. What, what is an AR? I don't understand. What's that? Is that is that is, is that what you do? Because <laughs> I get confused because in my mind I don't know. So I have to break it down for the <laughs> listeners. Because in my head, like when I hear interviews, what, the AR listens to this and they pick the next track and they're on trend. I don't know. What what does the A and R mean even? <laughs> that's the artist and repertoire, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I don't know they the do. joke. Do I don't know like what happened. Do. I feel like it's a conversation in the UK that everyone doesn't know. Like um, <laughs> vibes, I guess. I think this is an example. <laughs> of no Oh no! Am I might, I might no. just old? Oh, that's what it is. I think I'm. I'm oh, in my 30s, so that's why. Um. There are a lot of great ARs in the industry, but I, I um I don't know. And Penny, what would you say an ANR is? What would you guys I mean, say? I, I would say that they are the people who sign the artists, um, organize the the songs and get the songs together, like with the producers, writers, booking in sessions, mm. all of that stuff. Yeah, just some of them like go to gigs, they try to find up and coming new artists as well. Oh, they the also like look at break yeah. the scouts, okay. But there's so many different terms. Like there's A and R Scout. There's so yeah. it's different. I think back in the day, people used to look at like like the Diddies and stuff. Who would bring like I don't know. Diddy's a different example because he's actually an artist himself. But like in terms of like developing artists, that's kind of what I would say. I thought an A and R would be like they would find an artist really early on. You know whether they sign them or not, it's they kind of are watching that artist, putting them in contact with the right people, and then put them in a position where they are now signed and then etc but it's changed and <laughs> I guess it's fine because time you know in the time it's of century, things yeah. have changed mm. of how people consume music as well so maybe the approach mm. of developing artists is different but I do feel like they have lost that development stage. yeah I was about to say that because you know I'm just thinking about TLC you know, you had that singer she was a singer that like Pebbles the guy on she was on LA Reed like and then they develop TLC, the manif- not manufacturer, but they get the band together, you develop the sound, or people who develop Aaliyah, develop sound, you know what I mean? And then they get ready to market. It's just everyone just ready to market, and you're just like, oh, what happened? Or this mystical thing happened where now, oh, I put something on MySpace and then I blew up, or I put something on YouTube and I just blew up, and I'm just, I know through life it cannot just be that way. Someone can't just put something on YouTube, get lots of views, and then they become a million dollar artists. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. So it just seems like having your contacts are very important. Knowing your management is strong, knowing your promotion, your strategy, your music is good and just seems like just pushing, pushing through. So what I'm going to ask, so someone says, all right, I've got all this, all right, I know, I know my brand, I've got my music, I've got my, my digital marketing right, I've got a bit of a budget. How do I get a manager? Because when I listen Sorry, I'm probably from the nineties. Looking at the nineties era, when I used, do you ever watch um on song on on YouTube, oh, on yeah. song? So this is where like um it's like a series, really old series of when 
you know, R&B artists and you read, okay, what happened to that artist like Silk? Or what happened to that Drew Hill? Or what happened to, I don't know, Jodeci? I just make it up, right? All these <laughs> artists in the 90s who you had really good hits and then they just broke up just really suddenly. Or you And in this unsung thing, it's just like, oh, I had a manager and their manager is their brother. Or the manager is someone or their wife or their husband. I'm just like, what makes good music management? <laughs> because it just seems like when I listen, look at these documentaries, especially in the R&B or hip hop world, it's always someone you know. But I'm just like, someone's going to manage your whole business. Don't you need, I don't, I feel like you need different skill sets or I, I don't know. Um, I feel like manage, with management, you pick things up along the way. It's not something that, not unless you physically go to school and learn about it. It's something that you can easily pick up um, along the way and you just need to be good at negotiating and speaking to people and you know just being consistent so and and also there needs to be a relationship between you and the artist so I feel like that's why most people pick people they're close to just because they know that they can trust that person it doesn't always work out the best when you pick people who are close to but um, that's m- most of the time. That's the reason why people do pick people that they're close to. But I don't think um, with management, it's about, oh, okay, so I've read ABC and this is going to be ABC. It really is. Every day is different and everything, like sometimes maybe Essence might use something for her management that I may not use, but we're doing the same management. It, it's just, it's, it just varies really. Okay. Good to know. So it's, it can be, it's a skill that can be learnt. And mm-hmm. anything is a skill that can be learned you can Definitely. literally teach yourself to do anything I think you just have to be open and also like let's say for example management you can be like I really want to be I want to like that's for example I really want to do management I didn't know what I wanted to do but I realized that I like doing things for people that's just naturally me I like doing things for people no I don't like people thanking me and telling me oh my god but I just like being like okay I did that for you whatever and I feel, especially with some artists, I think what Penny said is the trust thing. That's why some people just choose family or friends. And sometimes it's not the best thing because when there's money involved and et cetera, it can get very, very messy. So it's just finding someone who believes in you as much as you believe in yourself. And it's like we said, even with like Neo Music, we all have nine to fives. We have other things that are going on with ourselves. And more time, you're not going to be getting crazy money from a record label until you've done maybe, I don't know how many years. So it's about... Trust in the vision, trust in the process. And yeah, just having someone who believes in your vision as much as you believe in theirs and who's willing to then, when they finished at 5.30, to then log on to the and then be doing X, Y, Z emails to whatever. And then on a Saturday, do neoacoustic stuff. And it's just, yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of things. Okay. So if someone was looking for management, what would they do? Okay, so they... They, they just go to a partner or do they look online because they want to see people who can you know people success leaves leaves clues right so, so how does someone like okay I know what I'm doing I want to get a manager how do how would someone apply to get management in the music in, in the show? Um, I don't think you can apply okay. I mean people just reach out to you or you can reach out to people um it's all trial and error as well <clears throat> sometimes you can be with your manager for from the beginning to the end sometimes it, you have different managers like it's all just trial and error at the end of the day some yeah it just it works out sometimes it doesn't work out sometimes yeah I have a manager and it gets to the point where actually you actually need another manager who has the mm-hmm. other contacts that and you're now at a different stage in your career where actually Maybe the other, yeah, the other manager can't get you the other things that you can. And it's a, it's a relationship. You either, some relationships have to end and you either have a civil ending or you don't. It just, it just really depends. I think that's a good idea though. Do you think there should be a, a, a forum for managers, for Maybe. artists who want managers? Because what, just then, in, oh, go ahead. But then some people are like, some people don't really have like people's best intentions sometimes. So I don't know, you kind of have to be... It's a bit sticky. You kind of have to choose wisely, I guess. But I feel like with artists, um, even even those that maybe don't have managers and maybe finding it hard to find managers, like Penny said, like, you know, the more you put out your content and the people are going to see you, people might reach out to you, but you can also reach out to people so you can see the work that somebody else is doing or, you know, kind of their field if they're into that or, you, do you know what I mean? Like you can kind of gauge them and reach out to them and, see how it goes and build a rapport with people and I feel I don't know I feel like yeah it's not a thing where you just you go online and apply for a manager yeah. you kind of have your discernment as well to kind of 
navigate who who you think or who you feel will be you know good for you and maybe they might have a past record of managing people before and you know that so you you might choose to go there or they might not but you like what they do or do you know what I mean it's not I don't know I don't think there's a like a set way to find a manager you never know you could it could be your friend for goodness sake it could Uh, be yeah yeah, like, and a lot of artists now manage themselves. Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mez, Mez, um, she came the other yeah. day, and I didn't re- like. She's doing amazing by herself, and she was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I've literally been doing it for myself. I'm now at a level where I, she, I she's ready. She wants a manager now. Mm-hmm. But if you look at her Spotify, you look at her Insta, you think, oh my god, she probably has got crazy already. But she's been doing everything with friends and family and whatever, and by herself. So it just depends. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you should ask at the end of the podcast, like a great testimonial or something, a good a good story, because it seems like this is magic here. And I just thought <laughs> this was all black women is great to me. But it's it's like a magical, you know, art music magic. I think this is the genesis of something amazing of what we need, especially in the world where we looking towards music to get us through this crazy world right all this unprecedented stuff which is happening so what is the best feedback um, a listener or a music lover or even an artist you work with could you give us um, a great like testimonial or something like that um I I think uh, um I think one of our great testimonials right now would be our neoacoustic stuff um simply because before Neo Acoustic, we actually, so I know Essence and I know Penny, but we brought um, like Helena on the team and we actually met her for the first time at Neo Acoustic. So it was like the gelling of our team. We kind of, do you know what I mean? It's it's like, it was it was like fireworks in, in a sense. Yeah. And it, it felt good to be in a place where we're actually creating, you know, our platform together. And not only are we meeting for the first time, but we're putting our efforts into our next project. So that, that working through all these like hardships, like little things like we're doing styling for artists and we don't have a steamer, like going together and getting a steamer. Do you know what I mean? Getting breakfast. Or having someone else and be like, oh, we like. Oh my God, yeah. It's, it's literally like, a sisterhood, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. if I can't do something, I'm going to ask Maria, can you do it? And if she can't do it, she's going to teach okay. me how to do it. If Helena oh, can't do something. Yeah. Like, it's literally like us teaching each other. It's literally yeah. like a little. Coming together. Yeah, a little sisterhood. And for me, it was like, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Maria. No, go on, go on. <laughs> no, I was going to say, for me as well, it was I was working with these girls for like two, three months um, virtually. I had never met them before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that trust as well made me feel like, you know, it, you know, I feel like I've got a really good heart. They've really got good hearts. And I feel like I met, I, I met people that have the same vibe and we all trust each other, work together. And, you know, I just feel like I get what um, Maria is saying, that like it was proper like fireworks. We all linked up and it just felt yeah. like we all had the same like, passion <laughs> and it was just lit and everybody contributes to everything and because we love it we, we're so passionate about neos i feel like it doesn't matter whether we you know whether i've known them for two months or a year or whatever we're all putting you know we're all trying to put as much effort and just make it this as lit as possible and i just i just can't wait for where new music is gonna go i just think this is can it I say, can i say one thing <laughs> Um, the, the biggest testimony for me so far is um, actually releasing the music and the feedback. Yeah. We have been so hard on ourselves with the songs. We're like, no, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right. This is awful. This is this. And then when we actually like put it out and we received the feedback, Real. I was like in tears. I was like, oh my God. So like, hearing our stuff on the radio as well was like, oh my God, this is our work. This is our fruit. The fruits of our labor were actually... So it's like, it feels good to do it as well, alongside three other amazing women. Like it just, it just feels so empowering. And it's like, you know, our passion is what's pushing us to do this together, to come together and do it. Yeah, I feel like everything together has added to be our testimonial in a sense. But we've got a lot of stuff coming. Like you guys are just going to be blown out of the water. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So where do we get, there's love and the your fruits or the label let them bloom. Where where can we find you? What can we see? What are we expecting? <laughs> let's let's you know let the viewers and listeners know. What are we expecting, guys? <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> um, obviously, we have our Instagram at Neo Music Mag on our Twitter Neo Music Mag 
our website, www.neomusic.co.uk. Um, we, you can find our playlists on Spotify, Apple Music, um, <laughs> our YouTube, Neo Music Weekly. Am I missing anything? <laughs> Um, I think yeah and yeah just check out our platforms like you know and discover talent go and find some songs that you've never heard like uh, with our playlists people are always saying oh my god I've never I've never seen this before I've never like literally like dive into it and just enjoy it like go on our website see the reviews see Mm. the EPs the albums the singles you know Mm. new artists that you would have never come across you will come across it. You At least one artist on our page, you probably have no idea who they are. So, you know, if you go on our Instagram, go on our website, go for our playlists, you know, you are definitely going to discover something that you like. Um, and that's what we're here for. We are here to show you guys that in the UK, there's and a there lot is of talent. There's talent. And, and it's crazy because... Even R&B artists, are like, like you, like Sandra yourself, you was like, I love R&B, but I just, sometimes I just don't know. Like, I'm not keeping up to date with New Music Friday. Well, we're doing that for you. If you just go to so the playlist. So go on our page. <laughs> I'll be every on page. Friday, I've got a new playlist ready for you. Yeah, get ready. COVID is going to be gone soon. So when you're getting ready, putting on your makeup, putting on your outfits, men, women, it doesn't matter. Put a when playlist you're cleaning. On. When you're cleaning, cleaning, when you're cooking, when you're cooking, <laughs> <this> one, <laughs> you're probably gonna stop midway and be like, "What song is what that? What song is this? Shazam! Shazam in the song! You're never gonna need to Shazam it because it's on the playlist. You're gonna see it. So, exactly. do you know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah, with our platform, just go in. It's like a book. Read it. Go through it. I like find that. something that you like, and you know, you you love it. You'll become a fan of someone. You know, becoming a fan of something is it actually is a good feeling like you when you especially when especially when you catch them when they're not as exposed it's like you see their journey over time so we're allowing people to now you know do that that talent yeah follow follow the artist like have a more of a relationship with the artistry and it's just not just something that you're just seeing here you're like okay like it's more of a okay I'm gonna follow this journey I'm gonna follow that I'm gonna follow the EP the next single things Mm -hmm. like that you up to date with all of that stuff no, that's really helpful. Well, ladies, I'm in awe. I love this. This is sound very exciting. I'm getting my R&B jazz neo soul fix because I was lost, but now I am found. Um, Hallelujah! I'm telling you, praise, praise. So, um, yeah, um, this is the Create For You podcast. Thank you, Neo Music. Much appreciated. And I'll put everything in the link so you can follow and support and keep, you know, not R&B alive. I don't think it was ever dead. Just shine more light on it. Just mm-hmm. shine more light on it. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Black Creative Handbook. Your handbook for success. The manual, what you need to get there. Keep on working with us. Please share, comment, rate us. Just help us out. We help you, you help us. We're family. Speak soon, next time, same time, next week. Show everybody love.